Get him, James Brown. Once again, I want to welcome you to uh, Neat Comma Straight Up or On the Rocks, the podcast that asks you, how do you like your life? For real, for real. This is a big thing for me because that's funny. Uh, I just think about dancing around at uh, some of my Memorial Day parties. Um, I was in a car accident a couple weeks ago, so now I can't dance for nothing. Um, but I love dance. It's the best way, if you ask me, to, to lose uh, the weight. Exercising is awesome. I don't, I don't know. You know, maybe I was a dancer in my former life. Who knows? But I, I could definitely get me some James Brown dancing going. So that was fun for me. But uh, I was thinking about this thing. Again, we call it life. And think about some self-care tips that I wanted to drop for you guys. Some stuff I'm learning. Uh, Uncle Russ is teaching me a lot. Uh, it's Russell Simmons. Uh, so in a minute, you're going to see me, once I get the merch up, you're going to see me doing something a little bit different. Um, plus the same and even better for everybody. So, um, and you know, I, again, you know, I got some interviews coming up. I think a pos, very positive. I got to say that they positive. You know, it's about watching people grow. Um, but today, today is all about the whiz versus the Wizard of Oz, like. These are my shows. Like I, I watch them, you know, because again, as I'm getting older, I start to uh, learn about being introspective, you know. And people will call that selfish, but it is what it is. So I learn, you know, more about myself watching these shows, and then later on in life, I really realized, like really realized, what these shows was about. And then I started comparing them. So, you know, one of these days I'm going to do a Steve Martin, a jerk. Um, you know, I'm going to throw in some Eddie Murphy stuff. You know, I'm, I'm going to go, you know, because that's the kind of person I am. My brain's all over the place. Um, and that's the kind of footprint I want to leave. You know, these movies get buried, you know, under time. And these are like classics, you know, to me. So I'm going to read some stuff, you know, about The Wiz, some stuff about, the Wizard of Oz, we're going to do some comparisons. I'm going to watch The Wiz while I'm talking because um, it's really, really, really strange to talk to yourself, even though I do it every day now that I think about it. Um, and I, I'm, I used to really hate myself, you know, my skin, my, my, my face, you know, my voice, my body. And I, I, you know, I can blame it on, you know, social media, you know, I can blame it on the radio, I can blame it on TV, I can blame it on my friends, I can blame it on my family, I can blame it on my history, you know, they used to let the light-skinned slaves work in the house while the dark-skinned slaves stayed outside. Um, and even to the point where, you know, I, I read a lot about my history and I understood that uh, whenever I'm in the sun, I want to get as black as possible because I understood the enrichment of the sun. Um, 
some people can't do that. Some people can't soak up the sun uh, like we can. You know, there's some books, you know, we are children of the sun. Uh, that's my personal belief that, you know, we're the aliens. Um, you know, the aliens that we look to the sky to come down and change the world. We've already done that. Uh, we're the aliens. So, uh, you know, there, there's a lot, again, that I feel like I could unpack. So somebody, you know, that person that told me I need to do a podcast came along at the right time in my life. Again, that's how I believe in God. So uh, it just happened. You know, God has already had it planned. I just happened to step in the moment. But um, either way, I'm going to get to this, you know, the Wiz versus the Wizard of Oz because I learned a lot. So I'm um, just looking at the Wiz, like the, the write-up about the Wiz. Um, and I'm starting with the Wiz first. I don't know. It could be cultural. It couldn't be. I, I don't know how you're going to take it. Honestly, I really don't care. To me, um, I think the Wiz is better than the Wizard of Oz, but I think the Wizard of Oz explains more about being introspective than the Wiz. Um, the Wiz is about um, a Thanksgiving dinner, you know, that brings a, a host of family members together in Harlem. So it's, you know, set in New York, uh, where a 24-year-old school teacher named Dorothy Gale, which is played by Diana Ross, to be honest, I didn't even know she was a school teacher. Like, I watch it. Maybe I blank out those first few minutes. I, I don't know. But I watched it, you know, hundreds of times and never really realized she was a school teacher. So, um, you know, she lives with her aunt, her Annie M, which, again, you know, goes back to the Wiz, the Wizard of Oz, that, you know, Annie M, Annie M thing, you know, um, and... Her uncle Henry. So, you know, she was a school teacher, but she's living with her aunt and uncle. She was broke. So, of course, I kind of identify with that um, as a kid because, I, and I didn't think I was going to be a school teacher, but, you know, I got this platform and other platforms where I'm able to help people with their lives. And based off of the conversations we have, you know, they helped me with my life. Um, so, I guess, you know, teaching is it, it is what it is, but. She was living with her aunt and uncle, um, Annie M and Uncle Henry, and they was broke. So you know she was broke. So, um, and it's an extremely introverted, which is what she was. She was really introverted. Um, she has an Annie M teaser, you know, never been south of 125th Street, been to 125th Street, been in Harlem, throughout college. They had a very lovely woman who her and her family embraced me my freshman year, all the way through my junior year, uh, brought me to New York City, showed me some things I'd never seen in my life. Um, unfortunately, I found a way to screw that up. Uh, and that's because, again, I believe, you know, God, you know, did it all in six days and rested on the seventh day. So I don't have any regrets. But, um, you know, I, I spent some time in New York City being able to, to see New York City. You know, to be in the Bronx, to be in Manhattan, to be in Brooklyn. I uh, spent a lot of time in Brooklyn, watched a lot of people struggle, watched a lot of people get up. You know what I'm saying? Um, this young lady or this woman, her, her father, you know, worked in the New York City Transit. You know, and there's stories that I could tell left and right about her and her family. I ain't going to do that until she tell me it's okay. So, um, but it, it's a, it's a, it's a hood story, you know, um, you know what, some, something like the things that these people went through in New York City would have crippled them. 
And that's the whole thing about the Wiz. Like, it would have crippled, you know, the average person. Somebody living in the Midwest. Somebody living here uh, in Buffalo. You know, I, I feel like I'm saying it, but, you know, I survived these streets. I know a lot of people that didn't. I know way too many people that didn't. Um, but I survived these streets. And, you know, going to New York City taught me a lot. Um, and spending all that time, you know, three, four years, you know, I lost my family, really. And I didn't lose them. They was always around. But I was there um, in New York City developing all this new stuff. So I tell kids all the time when I work with them or when I just have conversations that um, you got to get out of your, your element, you know, stop being comfortable. You know, you can you can be whoever you think you are right now, but your comfort is is crippling you. You know, if you don't see the world, if you don't see, if you don't even just get down the state, like New York City's six hours away, seven hours away. That's telling you that I drive fast. Well, my wife drives really fast, but New York City is technically eight hours away, 400 something miles. You got to get there. You got to see what's going on because the speed of New York City um, pales in comparison. You know, San Francisco. Los Angeles, California, you know, I've been there. Those are the, you know, at some point, hopefully I get to uh, Paris. But um, where, I, where I've seen my country really do it. Um, and again, it could be just straight up brainwash. New York City and LA, you know, they, they're fast. And their life is fast. You know, the, the way people live is fast. You know, the, somebody sit, sitting there to sell you a towel without even thinking about it, right? Uh, they sell you beach cabanas. They sell you beach umbrellas. They, say, they sell you everything because everybody got to hustle. And then they go, you know, you could be talking to a somebody that, that runs their own company, like that's making money, a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of money. It's still not a million or a billion. And they, you know, still out there hustling. And I've always liked that mentality. So uh, that's kind of what I got, you know, watching The Wiz. Like, you know, the story kind of messed up. It's in New York City. You know, a tornado came and, and, and messed everything up. What was supposed to be normal. You know, Dorothy was... Living with her aunt and uncle, she had her dog, Toto. Shout out to Toto. Um, lost my dog December 2018. Uh, Lexi, I'm going to let you live forever right now on, on the internet. Hi, boo. Hi, Lexi, boo. Lexi, I love you. I'm going to let her live forever on the internet. Um, I'm going to let my mom live forever on the internet. You know, if anything goes down in this world, I know for sure it's going to be me. So if anybody just decides to pick up this later in life after the apocalypse that's supposed to happen according to many many scriptures you know lexi lives forever my mom barbara ann collins my dad david gibson you know my sister uh, tamika collins murphy you know shout out to my brother william murphy that uh you know stood up like a man when when you know my sister and i didn't have we had good examples of what, what men were they were authoritarians but it was never really somebody that was going to take care of um, you. You know, that's different. You know, he had, he had family that taught him how to be, and we learned off of his family. So, you know, thank you for that. Um, he going to live forever on this podcast. I'll put you on the internet, bro. Uh, myself, my government name, David Elijah Collins, which takes me all the way back to my grandfather, uh, Elijah Gibson. Um it is what it is. We're going to live forever at this point. So um, I already talked about what the Wiz was. Um, I'm going to talk about what the Wizard of Oz is. Uh, so 
when a tornado rips through Kansas, and uh, we're talking about, again, it's a cultural thing, I guess. Uh, I relate to, you know, people that I look like. Even though I, I'm eclectic, I listen to all kinds of music. Um, and I was eclectic before I became a DJ, you know, daydream uh, a DJ. So I was eclectic before that, but the more I look at this, I start to realize again, you know, culture plays a big thing. You know, we, we live in a society that makes you look at who you are. So a tornado ripped through Kansas. So that tells you what this Dorothy was all about. Um, and she was played by Judy Garland. So we're talking about Judy Garland versus um, Diana Ross. And uh, I never heard Judy Garland sing or dance. As a matter of fact, I think Julie Garden dead. God bless the dead. Diana Ross still alive. So, <laughs> so Judy Garland and her dog Toto again. Shout out to Toto. Lexi, I miss you. Love, love, love. Um, I whisk away in their house to the magic land of Oz. Now. Um, the way the Wiz went down, you know, they were just taken. And it is what it is. So Judy Garland, they had to follow the yellow brick road towards Emerald City to meet the Wiz, the wizard. Um, the stories are the same in that capacity. They both had to go see the wizard. Uh, I was all about, you know, being a wizard for a long time. The person that made the decisions, the person that was whatever. Um, and behind the scenes, I never really want to be the person in front of the scenes. So, in uh, route, they meet a scarecrow, um, and the scarecrow needs a brain. Again, these stories mirror in each um, each movie to me. Uh, Nipsey Russell was in this one, so I, I know Nipsey Hussle got his name from this. So, but uh, Nipsey Russell was in this, um, and he was a tin man, and it was awesome. Uh, we also talk about. Or actually, uh, he needed a brain. Nips, uh, Nipsey was Jack Hazley. Uh, he was missing a heart. That was a Tin Man. Uh, and a cowardly lion uh, who wanted courage. You know, I'm going to stop shouting out names because I don't know how um, how people going to perceive this. Uh, and probably sue. And I ain't down to get sued. So um, the lion wanted courage. So to recap, it was Dorothy whoever she and her people were. My my dog, Toto. Toto was, you know, whatever gender you want Toto to be. Um, the scarecrow who needed a brain. How many people, you know, you all know people that need a brain. Like, you, you got to be the dumbest person I ever met. I'm going to stop talking to you. <laughs> I'm going to walk away. So, um, Toto needed a brain. I mean, uh, sorry. Scarecrow needed a brain. Uh, the Tin Man needed a heart. Like, like courage, you know. You know how many people you know that lack courage? I don't know if you listened to some of my other episodes where I talked about fighting through um, a lot of my social emotional things. You need courage for that to tell, you know, your your parent, your your godparent, your cousins, these people that have shaped you. You you need courage to tell them, hey, this is who I am, um, and you really don't get it until you're older. So, you know, same thing with these these kids that, you know, in middle school that end up in gangs, you know, they they need to be able to tell people, they need courage to be able to tell people, nah, I'm not gonna do it. So 
you know, I definitely identify with that. Um, not having courage. I was a cowardly lion for a long time. A lot of pictures you see, I love the, the idea of a lion, you know, because my vision of a lion was I always knew that if you fucked with me, I was going to get your ass. I always knew that. Um, I just never wanted to go to jail. I never wanted to risk uh, my entire life. At some point, um, I'll probably tell you about the time I put a knife in a kid's hand and I decided to sacrifice myself for that kid. Like, I know my wife, you know, hearing this for probably the first time um, where I put a knife in a kid's hand and told the kid, you know, stab me if you want to be a gangbanger. And I saved that kid's life, I think, to this day. And I'm able to watch this kid travel around the world, you know, and do great work, you know, do stuff on Facebook, do stuff on um, all, all the platforms that people are listening to for his generation, you know, be able to do music. Uh, and as happy as I am, I realized that God was in control at that moment because my life meant nothing. Um, and I learned that from the cowardly lion. Like, you know, you can be cowardly for some situations, but, you know, when you think about what you are, you're a lion. You know, in that case, I was a lion. Like, um, I it, it didn't. I didn't have to be. I didn't have to try. Like I said, God did it in six days, and on the seventh day, He rested. So He or she rested. How about that? Because I got nipples. Uh, we'll get into that as we go through the um, the podcast. Um, I just, I just, you know, again, I just looked at it and said. I need to be able to to be something different. And in that moment, God took over, you know, was in control. And I was in the passenger seat. And I was just like, yo, here's the knife. If that's what you want to do, you want to go be a gangbanger, you want to, you know, sell drugs, you want to do all that, you might as well kill me right now. You know, and the kid couldn't do it. So, and I, you know, I appreciate that. Because um, he could have stabbed the shit out of me, could have fucked me up big time. Put me on the ground, left me bleeding in a puddle of blood. I mean, there was cameras in my office and all I didn't think about it at the time, but, you know, just knowing, you know, the kid or the people that you're working with made a big difference. So I was a cowardly lion for a long time. You know, people look at me and like, even, you know, members of my own family, you know, they'll say, you know, you're, you're non-confrontational. Um, and I, I never really told anybody that story until, you know, this kid started running around telling everybody, this is what, you know, Mr. David did for me. And I never really told anybody that story. So when people straight up just tell me, yo, you, you know, you non-confrontational, you don't like this, you don't like that. The truth is, when you know how to kill somebody, you actually don't want to kill somebody. So, and I'm not a um, a gun kind of person. I'm, you know, the NRA and all the other stuff, I think is a problem. That's my belief. That's how I feel. But the problem is, is that I'm, I'm a little more savage and, you know, people were so used to the fast food society that they overlooked my savagery. So the concept is um, I'd rather kill you with my hands. I know that's bad, but if I got to kill you, then I'm really going to mean it. I don't want to just like shoot you and be done with you. I don't want to stab you and watch you bleed. You really got to do something to me to get me there. And that's kind of, again, these movies that I'm going to go over, this, you know, music I'm going to go over in this podcast is kind of going to help you understand me a little bit more because that's kind of where all this is. Like, I got to a point in my life where 
if you really know how to push my buttons, other than my wife, like she's the only person that knows how to push my buttons and get away with it. Sometimes I think she does it for fun, but whatever. Um, I, I really get to that point. So I, I've been the cowardly lion in the face of a lot of people and I'm okay with it because the things I've seen, the music I've heard and how it's transitioned into where it is now, the movies I've watched, you know, including stuff like this has made me like the Wiz versus the Wizard of Oz have made me think, you know, more introspectively about myself and how it's going to get better and how I should be better. And then again, you know, there's, there's a, there's a really big 10 man part about me too. Like I need a heart. My wife is my heart. You know, my, my sister's my heart, my nieces, all of my nieces are my heart. Like, I wouldn't know what to do without them considering my, you know, my mom, my dad, all my grandparents are gone. Um, I've seen movies where guys have just, and, and women have just lost their damn mind when they don't have anything else. And I, I don't ever want to have that feeling. So, um, you know, the wizard in this case of the, the wizard of Oz asked the group to bring him a broom, you know, the broom of the wicked witch of the West. And that's the only way to get, you know, this person's help. So for the wizard, you know, he sent them on an impossible task. Like he knew they wasn't going to make it. And again, introspectively, um, when I look at my history of growing up, my, my parents, my parental structure was, you know, good in the beginning because I was the first kid born. Uh, the second kid born, you know, I always had a question. And then the third kid born, you start to look at, at least I do. I start to look at, you know, how life changed. Um, and I don't, I don't fault my parents becoming victims of their circumstances. That's what it is. You know, we all are victims of our circumstances. So, but I, but I do look at it and I do think about it all the time. Um, even with my wife, I look at her, her parents, uh, their structure, their family structure, um, how things break down and stuff like that. And, and I can trace it all back to these movies. Like, I used to lose myself in these damn movies. Like, I mean, I wasn't Dorothy, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with being Dorothy, but I was definitely trying to figure out because both movies, you know, parallel don't really change the idea of, you know, the cowardly lion, um, you know, the tin man, the wicked witch, you know, Dorothy, Toto, they all had pieces, you know, they all was there, the scarecrow. Um, and then we all had to ease on down the yellow brick road, right? Like that right there tells you so much about life. Um, and again, as I unlearned the things that I've learned growing up, I understand what ease on down the yellow brick road means. Like, like, like I'm also a third degree Mason. And I watch the way third degree Masons are portrayed in the universe. I say that as the, um, all the negative things, let's put it that way. Um, but the truth is, you know, when you're building yourself and you're getting rid of the superb, superfluous things in life, you kind of figure out that you want to ease on down the yellow brick road. Like that, that's the truth. Like life is going to be hard all the time. That's, you know, proof that you are alive. If you were in heaven, life will be easy. If you were in hell, life will be every day. 
that, that you know that's why i kind of got an idea that we live in a hell right now and we're trying to earn our way to heaven whole another conversation but again the, the idea is that we are um easing on down the yellow brick road um and and the idea is that you have to ease on down it you, you can't run down it you can't fly down it you know george jetson style you can't push things faster than what it is because god again has already given it to you like six days bro what else do you want i just worked hard as i could for six days and now i'm done for seven days like i'm, I'm gonna chill i'm gonna relax so that's another lesson like sit your ass down it's the seventh day relax enjoy your life be okay no matter how hard life is you know there's always going to be a lesson in it um and there are varying stages you know like i can remember very little when i was an infant that's probably on God's design. I remember when I was a toddler. I remember some stuff when I was, you know, getting ready to go to inter middle school, intermediate, high school, and, you know, into life now and all the different things I did. But again, you got to ease on down the yellow brick road. And that's, you know, common in both of these stories. You know, ease on down. Don't run. Don't do this. Don't do that. Ease on down. Because these, you know, life is already set up with a number of pitfalls. I truly don't give the devil power, um, but I definitely see the evil in the world. You know, people like Ted Manson and, um, you know, many, many serial killers that you really got to look at and go, how in the hell did you become this person? I literally look at and I go, that's just pure evil. And there's nothing you can do about it. You know, they were selected to be that. You know, there's a thin line between them and us. Uh, the difference is that we were chosen to be an example on this side of the world, and they were chosen to be an example of that side of the world. So whether it's good or bad, it's more of us that says it's good or bad what they did than it is them. So, but we, our, our job is to ease on down the road, you know, take it easy, notice it. You know, people tell you smell, smell the flowers before, you know, you go under the grass. You know, why you got to wait until it's over before people start telling you I love you and I miss you and all the other stuff. And again, I'm unlearning this, so I'm not perfect. I still try to tell people that I love every day. I love you. You know, um, I still try to have these conversations and get past the stuff that I was going through as a kid, you know, and learning to unpack all that stuff. I'm just trying to get better. I'm trying to be a better human. So when I ease on down the road, and again, in both of these stories, I learned in The Wiz and The Wizard of Oz that that's the same. You know, the story is the same. Right? You know, one might just be a popular children book, you know, and in view from film and music history, it's just a good film, right? You know, The Wizard of Oz is a, is a film that's regarded as one of America's most beloved classics. You know, one that remains as beautiful and powerful as when it was originally released in 1939. Like, I could still watch that old black and white movie and be like, yes, this is awesome. Um, and that's, you know, from that's a quote from Clarence Shredrick, um, if you ever want to look that up. Uh, he's out of Las Vegas. But he also says about The Wiz, you know, it's a very stylized, all black musical and dance version which loosely is based upon the, the Frank Baum book, which uh, either way, I, I haven't read that book, 
and I may actually have to go out and look for it, but you know, the movie was more than enough for me. So um, the setting of it, of the story in itself and the costumes for the Wiz appear to be the commentary, like the setting of it. And he's not talking about the content of the movie. He's talking about the, the commentary like of it, the style of it, the way people dress, the music, the dancing and all the other stuff, the lifestyle of it um, in various environments of, of just New York City. It was just a New York movie is what he's trying to say. So on one hand, we got, you know, The Wizard of Oz, which is a Kansas movie. Um, and then on the other hand, we have The Wiz, which is a New York City movie. And, and again, here's, and I'm not saying, you know, Clarence Shredrick, Shedrick is trying to um, divide us. Right? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that in his perspective, you know, one is, you know, a beautiful, beloved classic. And then on the other side, it's a, a loose base of um, New York City life. In other words, you know, like the sixes and sevens and kids stepping out of the wall and all the others, that type of interpretation. So, you know, whatever works for you, works for you. I, I'm not even gonna lie. Um, I, I, I could watch both. Um, I can go to a play and see, you know, The Wizard of Oz. And I wish there was a Wiz play, actually did a TV version of it. And um, i tell you that uh, I wasn't happy. I mean, the, the it was overbearing is why I wasn't happy. But, you know, the idea, again, is that I have to look at myself and figure out what messages I'm trying to get from it. Some people just want to be entertained, by the way. And that's okay too. I'm 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 uh, I'm not mad. You want to be entertained, be entertained. Um, enjoy yourself. You know, just go sit mindlessly, think about what you're watching, look at the beautiful array of colors. Or like in 1939, there were no color. You know, and enjoy it. You know, the Muppets did a Wizard of Oz. Uh, the Great and Powerful Oz was another remake, which I thought was okay. Uh, Tom and Jerry did a Oz. Uh, they did a movie about Dorothy of Oz. Uh, you know, they tried to keep it going. And it was okay, but the idea that I want to get across for this is, you know, the self-care portions of it. You know, Dorothy and the, the Wiz was poor. Um, her Auntie M and Uncle were poor, you know, and then all of a sudden they get whisked, or she gets whisked up with her dog, Toto. Shout out to Toto again. Pets, we all love pets. Um, and they, they end up in this magical place called Oz. Uh, once we get to Oz, then the story begins, right? So you gotta ask yourself, you know, what's your story? You know, it's like being born, right? We, we have no consciousness in the womb, right? And then all of a sudden, bam, somebody slap us on the ass and we looking at them like, yo, fuck you, dude. Why you gotta smack me? <laughs> I'm stupid. But uh, the doctor smack you in the ass, and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm here now. Let me cry. Let me scream out in pain or scream out in joy, you know, because some people like pain. Um, but then that journey, that magical journey starts. You know, some people don't make it out of the womb. Uh, some people make it out, uh, and they make what this world would call the best of life. Like, I, I, you know, have been studying people for a while now, and I really do think there is a such thing as too much money. Uh, 
So to see people that have too much money, and when I say too much money, like I take hints from them. They don't wear any logos if you're not paying them. And even if you're paying them and it's their clothes, they're still not wearing any logos because it's, you know, money's nothing to them. And then there's people, you know, that live on the street that have come from these wars that suffer from PTSD. These soldiers uh, that I love so dear are, are, you know, sleeping under bridges and you try to get them from under the bridge into a shelter and they, you know, they like, this is all I know. You know, these kids that went to war, I mean, for them, that's easing on down the yellow brick road. That's how they want to be. You know, that I see what gold is. You know, I see what the yellow brick road represents and I make a decision. And again, here we go back to that spiritualism. I make that decision to decide if I want to be the person on that yellow brick road or if I want to see it from getting off of it because I was successful or if I want to be on that yellow brick road because I'm like just choosing not to participate because I know life is not that. Um, you know, that's a, a terrible, well, I mean, it's a different, right? That's what we would call it. It's a different. Um, that movie, Us, I really enjoyed. Like U.S. because that's kind of where it is. You know, who are you on this yellow brick road, if you think about it? Um, you know, you're a tether and you're holding on to yourself, which is the opposite. You know, I'm the good because there's more of us here that believe in good. Versus I'm the good underneath, right? So what makes the difference between a person that lives, fought in wars, lives under the bridge versus the person that lives over the bridge that's, you know, don't have a respect for money because they see how devastating money could be um, versus a person that just, you know, is like, I don't care about anything other than living. Um, so... Again, this is uh, purely my opinion. Uh, you can choose how you feel about it. It is what it is. I'm not mad at you. I won't be mad at you. I can't. My heart can't take it no more. I think I dealt with enough stress in my life that I now look at problems and just go, oh, well, it is what it is. And then I deal with it. Uh, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If I keep the job, I keep it. If I get fired, I get fired. That's life. So. Um, you know, I, I was telling a group of people the other day I was training. I heard a quote about life, and it was, uh, don't take life too seriously. And again, I can't remember who the quote came from. So, But it, I remember the quote itself. Uh, don't take life too seriously because you will not get out of it alive. And, and I think over a period of time, if I would have understood that as a child, over that period of time, my friends would be probably my same friends. Again, here we go back into this thing we call life because God is dictating what's happening. It's already done. I don't really have a choice. So um, I guess what this is getting me to is, or unlearning all this stuff is that at some point I'm going to realize um, in my next life, the one that I'm not going to remember this life for, I'm going to learn a whole nother set of lessons. To me, that's like extremely important because when this one is done, it's done. I'm not necessarily thinking about it. You know, cremate my body, spread me over the, spread my ashes over the sea. 
or any body of water. It could be in a bathtub if you want. It could be in the toilet. Uh, my spirit is already going back to who started it. So I'm okay with whatever you do with my, my ashes and my body. Um, but when I think about how life, you know, eventually ends and how it begins again, because I do believe in reincarnation, you know, butterflies, dogs, cats, and, you know, we all hear something's representing somebody. I don't want to remember this life, you know, because I lived it. I've had five or six or seven different lives in this one life that I can remember. Uh, and if I drag all this mess into that life, uh, then, then I got a problem. And that's, you know, with this whole conversation about the Wiz versus the Wizard of Oz, there really isn't a difference, you know, other than the people who acted out the stories and the presentation of the story. Like, what's good for you is good for you, you know, whether it's from Kansas or New York City, whatever you identify with is what you identify with. Why? Why do we care? And I know, you know, I care. When I first saw my podcast go Spotify. And then I started getting a list of all the places you could see my podcast or you could hear my podcast. And I was happy. Uh, that validation kicked in. I was like, yo, 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 yo. I was sending it to everybody. Yo, yo, check this out. Check this out. And then I stopped after I finished sending it to everybody trying to tell them where the podcast was. And I was like, yeah, why did I do that? Not because I want to be heard, because the truth is, and I guess it's a 50-50 kind of truth that now that I'm on the internet, now that I'm recording my voice, my thoughts, you can't see me. This is the important part of me. This is that breath of life that was breathed into me from the creator. And I get to breathe it back out based on my experiences and stuff like that and give it to people that this, um, other than having a child, I guess this is what living forever is all about. Whether you hear me or not, right? I'm recorded. I'm somewhere, you know, I'm cataloged. I'm up on a platform it's like uh like i teach kids in basketball you know you play these positions and then all of a sudden you get the ball what are you gonna do with it you know you're, you're on the wing you're setting a screen you're doing a down screen you got an up screen you're flaring out you know you're doing all this stuff and then when the ball's in your hand what are you gonna do with it you know you're gonna ease on down a yellow brick road or are you just gonna be um just be out here doing whatever you want to do you know, what's your purpose? Um, I got a couple interviews with some kids that I had brought up, you know, was able to talk to. I met their families, you know, in the position that I've been in or positions I've been in or the life that I've lived before. I was able to be able to raise other people's kids, you know, with my peace, understanding that, you know, when you walk away from me, you're going to be a better person. And that's something that I take pride in. Uh, even though I can't master that with my wife right now, but the idea is that, I want to, everybody that I encounter, everybody that, you know, we, we talk, we exchange ideas and, and conversation. I want you to be able to make me a better person when I walk away. And I want to make you a better person when you walk away. Whether it's giving money to people that you don't know, whether it's spending time with people that you don't know, whatever it is, I want to, I want to leave an imprint. Um, and that's kind of what this is. So all the music I listen to, all the TV shows, all the, the stuff I listen to and talk to and talk about and blah, 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 blah. Um, it means something to me personally, even when I'm out here joking and, and cracking jokes and people are like, man, I never knew you was a jokester like that. Yeah, you're going to find that out because that's, you know, a part of me I don't give to everybody because 
I learned a long time ago, and I'm trying to unlearn it. I learned a long time ago that you can't put yourself out there without getting hurt. And that's going to happen. Whether people judge you for good things or bad things, my perspective of how you judge me is what hurts the most, um, to be honest. So I can take it like it's a bad thing. So what's going to happen here is that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, end this by telling you thank you. I appreciate you. Again, um, I don't have any sponsors at this moment. Looking for sponsors. Be more than happy to have sponsors. Uh, I want community sponsors. National sponsors are good also. If you're willing to uh, just be on, on the podcast, if you want to come in and talk about a story. Um, today was all about the Wiz and the Wizard of Oz. To me, I don't think there's really much of a difference other than the skin tone, which is an American ideal. Actually, I haven't been around the world enough to believe that that's an American idea. We had to learn it from somebody. So um, the skin tone thing, um, the content of the, the story and all that stuff is pretty much similar to me. I just identify with the, the whiz, you know, uh, it's people that look like me. I ain't got nappy hair. I ain't got no hair. Um, and the creativity is a little more liking of my liking. So that's um, more of my culture. That's how I would feel about the Wiz over the Wizard of Oz. But I could watch both and still see the same story being told because that's, to me, what's important. Um, if you pick up that story and you want to email me and tell me what you thought about it, I'm down to hear that. Um, you can reach me at N-S-U-O-T-Rocks, R-O-C-K-S, at gmail.com. Uh, and then put in, you know, the Wiz versus the Wizard of Oz. Uh, give me your comments. I'll read it. When I get a chance, I'll be able to put you online and it'll leave me a name if you want to. Give me an alias. If you just want to send me a story, like some story you sitting around thinking about. I used to do it as a kid. I still do it now as an adult. I stand in the shower and look up and I let God just give me whatever God's trying to give me. I don't think about anything. Um, I just stand there, let the water hit me and let God you know, feed into me um, and give me what I'm supposed to receive for that day. If that's what you do and then you want to get out and write it down, then let me know. Um, you know, I got some more stories coming up. Uh, one was about my man who I love dearly. but I'm a little, I'm now a little curious um, about Kanye starting a church. Uh, everything else Kanye done did, you know, I'm down for the whole human thing. But I'm going to start paying attention about this church thing because I want to see, you know, I'm, I'm a little scared right now. Hopefully it's not a true story, um, but we'll see. But if you want to, you know, reach out, tell me some stories I should be looking into the community for uh, some events that I should be doing next week. Next week, Saturday, I will be DJing for Salon de Croquette. I'm saying it wrong. I know I'm wrong. I'm sorry, Charlene. And it is on it's actually on the west side of Buffalo. I'll be doing my other thing, DJing. Again, got to diversify, uh, trying to make sure that. Everything is out there. Um, all my expression, my purposeful expression is out there so that I can be me, the best me that I can be. Um, so I'm actually going to read that specifically in a second. I also got a birthday party coming up. Well, I said it right. Salon de Croquette. C-R-O or C-R-C-O-Q-U-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E. It's a grand opening, May 10th. Um. From 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Um, they're going to have some refreshments from Marble and Rye, which is, you know, a great spot. Of 
course, Daydream the DJ will be there. That's who I am. And it's going to be at 484 Connecticut Street. Now, you want some more information, you can reach out to uh, 716-848-9902. They're looking for baskets. You know, they, they do a great thing over there. Um, sorry, Charlene, you guys do a great thing when you do your, uh, not only your shop, you know, your grand opening shop and stuff, but you also do haircuts for the homeless. Um, and I haven't had an opportunity to get out there. My wife's been out there a few times. I'm, you know, excited about that because, you know, we, we forget about the homeless. And like I said earlier, you know, that that's a place in my heart. You know, people go out and they defend this country and they come home. And, you know, some people are mad that they're homeless. That I could be mad about. But if they choose to be homeless, I'm okay with that. Um, because that's, you know, the environment they're used to. But they still need services. Um, I'm also, you know, huge about this country we live in. Um, the fact that we don't have any United States universal health care is a problem to me. Um, not just because I've been in a car accident, I've been to the hospital, but, you know, people need help. And, you know, if they got to take a $200 ambulance ride, they won't do it. So we got to be conscious about that. So I think that what you are doing over at Salon de Coquette, <laughs> I know I said it wrong. You're going to kill me for it. I apologize. Um, I, I think it's awesome um, by doing haircuts for the homeless. Hopefully one day, and I actually, I'm not even going to say hopefully, I know one day I'm going to get you on the show. We're going to talk, even if it's not on the 10th when I'm DJing, uh, the music is going to be like some acid jazz type stuff. You know, we're going to be on the street corner. Um, again, New York City versus Kansas, right? This is more New York City. You know, we're going to blast some music in the neighborhood on the west side of Buffalo, get people to come down, you know, meet the owner. Um, I think she's a wonderful person. Her and her husband are awesome. Um, you know, there's going to be basket raffles. There's going to be all, a lot of stuff going on down there, 484 Connecticut Street. Um, we're going to have a great time. So make sure, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you definitely come out. You know, you say hi. You get to meet me. We take pictures, all that good stuff. Even if you want to be on the podcast, that would be a great day to tell me that day you want to be on the podcast. We could pick a topic. Uh, we can go from there. So um, I want to say good evening, good afternoon, good night. Wherever you are in the world, I ain't going to disrespect it. You know, I'm there as long as I'm there. I appreciate it. I appreciate you all. You know, get up in the morning, honestly. Um, the next day from wherever you're at, look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you're beautiful. You know, you're smart. You know, you can do things that other people can't. Uh, you can do things that you can, you know, reach your, your maximum. So feel good about yourself. You know, there's way too many of us that's killing ourselves. Um, and we don't want to go that route. We don't want to keep doing that. So. I want to thank everybody for paying attention. Enjoy. Uh, tonight, my wife and I are looking at Game of Thrones. I got a feeling that, um, what's his name? Samuel Tarley is going to be the first one. Um, I, I could go back and forth between Samuel Tarley and um, Theon Greyjoy because he volunteered. Theon was like, I volunteer to be here with the meat that's going to be dangling in front of the damn uh you know, the rabbits, the meat, the dogs have to chase the, uh, whatever. Bran decided he wanted to be the sacrifice to bring in the Night King. Um, and Theon said he would protect them. So I thought, that's why I think that Theon would be the first one. But then when I look at it over and over again, last week's episode, I look at more and more how um, Samuel Tarley stood out to me when he gave away his family's um, sword um, and the way he talked, you know, like, it was like ominous, like, 
dude, you know you're going to die. Like, you know, I hope we win. Like, what what the fuck is that, bro? You, you giving up right now in this episode? So I, I got to, you know, toss up between those two. And no, I didn't play anybody's office pool. I didn't start an office pool. I just think that that's the way that's going to roll. And I'm giving y'all one week before y'all watch Game of Thrones. I mean, not Game of Thrones, um, Avengers Endgame. And then I'm talking about it. You get one week before I do that from today. After that, I'm going to give you a full episode on Avengers Endgame, which, by the way, I think Infinity War was better. And I'm going to leave it at that. Goodbye, haters. Goodbye, lovers. I love you all no matter what. Thank you for uh, reaching out to Neat, comma, straight up or on the rocks uh, podcast that asks you, how do you like your life? Hopefully it's neat. Sometimes it's straight up with a little bit of ice. You got to chill. And then there's that on the rocks. That's just it is what it is. It's on site like those two girls fighting on the 198 in front of Delaware Park, blocking up the traffic, got out their car, saw each other and it was on site. We don't want to do that. So um, but sometimes life you know, calls for that. So. Have a good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Thank you for tuning in.